Hey everyone, welcome to Blue Features Podcast, Stride, Organizing with Purpose, where we showcase the incredible work and voices of progressive, young, motivated organizers and leaders. Each week we will bring to you their stories from all across the country. These people are working hard to make our world a more free and just place. If you or someone you know might be interested in chatting with us, send us a message on Instagram at BlueFutureNow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Stride Podcast here with Blue Future. Today we are really excited to talk to a young organizer and leader. Uh, But first I wanted to introduce my co-host, Nick Guthman. Nick, how are you doing today? Hey, Morgan. Good. I'm excited for the conversation um, and uh, really looking forward to hearing more about our special guest, Ava, today. Yeah, absolutely. I am as well. And I think without further ado, we should introduce our special guest. So today we have joining us Ava Mateo. Ava is the executive director of 18 by Vote, is a community leader, an activist, an advocate, and an all-around incredible organizer. So Ava, it is so wonderful to have you with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you both so much for having me. I'm excited to to talk. I mean, I think, you know, maybe to get started, if you can introduce yourself and just share a little bit about where you're from, where you're calling in from today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my name's Ava, as Morgan introduced. My full name's Ava Mateo. Uh, My pronouns are she, her. Um, And I am zooming in from Ridgewood, New York today, which is on the border of Brooklyn and Queens. Um, But originally, I am actually from Woodstock, New York, which is a little town about two hours, a very small uh, but famous little town about two hours um, upstate from New York City. Um, and I grew up there um, and uh, have been living in, in, but, you know, kind of had a, a large connection to New York City growing up. Uh, my parents had a vintage clothing store on the Lower East Side, so I spent a lot of time um, actually where I live now. And so have kind of in many ways um, feel that, you know, I'm kind of connected to both of these communities and um, excited to kind of continuing to uh, contribute to both of them through the work that I do and um, and more. Yeah, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of how you got involved in politics? A lot of folks on the podcast um, have powerful stories about what brought them to this work. So we'd love to hear why you care about politics and social justice and how you got started. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, I was actually a very I wouldn't say apolitical, but not very politically active teenager. Um, and so I grew up in a, you know, a small town um, where local politics were definitely a big thing. You know, we had a lot of, um, I remember going to, you know, some town halls about, you know, there's there were different companies that were trying to take our water away and, you know, take control of the water rights and, and kind of smaller things like that. But in terms of national politics, I really was not super engaged or involved. I grew up during the Obama administration where broadly, you know, the American public was not as kind of actively engaged civically. Um, and so it was really interesting. Um, I, you know, I, I, the, my first year of college, I, I went to a small liberal arts college in Westchester called Sarah Lawrence, which I loved. Shout out Sarah Lawrence. Um, but I, but you know, I started college um, in 2016, and my first that was not only my first year of college, but also my first election. Um, and so that was a very impactful election. I think we all <laughs> um, know, and and definitely was a catalyst for for so many people getting involved. And I, I would say that um, I would consider myself one of them. Um, but even so, you know, in college, I 
kind of paid attention more to politics, took some politics classes, um, but actually primarily studied education and really kind of focused on school systems and school structures and kind of what is the relationship uh, actually of our education system to democracy and thinking about um, democracy in relation to education. Um, And so that was kind of how I would say I kind of got involved in politics was thinking more of what, what does it look like to have a democratic school system, thinking about the founding of our school systems in that uh, they were originally founded to create democratic citizens, sorry, not democratic citizens, (laughs) citizens, uh, active citizens. That's that's really kind of where I, I got started with this work, thinking about what it looks like to create active citizens through our our schools. And then after graduating college, I, um, I started a master's degree in sociology and education and simultaneously, um, prior to the 2020 election, got involved with 18 by Vote, the organization that I now run. And so um, I got involved through a childhood friend of mine, Jasmine Kay, um, and I'm eternally grateful to her for, for introducing me to the organization and getting me involved um, at such a critical time. And we, you know, that, that was actually really the first time in, in my work with 18 by Vote um, in that it was actually the summer of 2020, that was the first time I would really consider myself politically engaged. And, you know, I think I was civically engaged prior to that a little bit. You know, I voted, I, I you know, paid attention to what was happening broadly. Um, but the first time that I really would consider myself, you know, as an organizer and activist in any capacity was really that summer of 2020, um, where I launched um, our first fellowship program with Jasmine and really was able to bring kind of my uh, knowledge and experiences with uh, democracy and education to to um, the the space of youth voting. Wow, that's really an awesome story. And I think we find that most people who come on the podcast do have that moment of when, you know, it really switched for them and or where they were able to connect the pieces with their education and what they were learning and more of the policy realm to some of the political stuff, uh, especially when it came to the 2016 election. I think, you know, speaking for myself, that was also a big moment for me as well. All of that being said, we would love to talk a little bit more about 18 by Vote. So for those listening who might not be familiar with the organization, what is it that you all do and what is your role specifically within the organization? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So 18 by Vote, we are an entirely youth-led national nonprofit organization um, that is entirely nonpartisan. Um, and we uh, are really focused on Gen Z voters, but, you know, broadly, you know, once we get past the generation of Gen Z, really focused on rising and and new voters. And so we really focus on, you know, the peer-to-peer interaction and the role that young people can play in getting their peers out to vote. Um, and not only vote, but also how do we, you know, kind of broadly increase civic engagement during and beyond elections. Um, And so we do this through fellowship programs, as well as through kind of these um, different activations around elections. Um, Right now, we actually just launched um, a new fellowship program that's about research called an iResearch. It's called the iResearch Fellowship Program, and I stands for Exploring uh, Youth Engagement. And I'm really excited because Morgan actually is is joining us as a mentor for that program, um, which I'm so excited to to have this crossover. But yeah, so this program is uh, engaging 10 young people from across the country. Um, and they're they're basically, you know, looking to uncover what motivates young people to be civically engaged and what what are the ways in which we can engage young people who aren't already engaged. So I'm I'm really excited about that program. Um, but that's just one example of the fellowships that we run. Um, broadly, we run fellowships that that really focus on youth leadership and youth empowerment within the context of civic engagement. So we'll we have a, a fellowship coming up in the fall that's going to be about. 
uh, youth civic engagement locally and kind of what does it look like to build power locally? What does it look like to be a leader in your local communities? Um, and so we really support young people in the process of our fellowships of De really developing strong leadership skills of developing a strong understanding of the ways in which uh, community organizing and electoral organizing works, and then thinking about what how can they use the issues that they care about or the um, issues that are happening in their community to kind of put those skills into practice. That's uh, kind of the start of what we do. <laughs> um, one actually, one other piece that I'll mention is that we, as a result of kind of uh, you know demand from young people across the country, we actually have started um, an open access program. Um, so our fellowship programs are all paid, um, and there is an application process. Um, but we have started an open access program where any young person across the country um, can become a, a youth vote ambassador with us, and we'll support them in hosting voter registration drives and also. Give them exclusive access to kind of our team, um, our professional development opportunities, our community building circles, all of the kind of exciting events that we're that we host throughout the year. So I'm really excited that that program's been been up and running, and we've already had some awesome um, engagement from from some of those young people who have joined it. That's awesome. Um, we are such big fans of 18 by Vote, um, and uh, you know, Jasmine, as as you know, was one of the first Blue Future fellows in 2018. And I actually didn't know that you all were like childhood friends um, and that you were from Woodstock, but now all the pieces connect. And I think there's like a through line that we can draw because you talked about how such an important component of 18 by Votes work is the peer-to-peer -peer outreach and how young people can help get other young people involved. And that's exactly what happened, it sounds like, to you, right? And that, that, that someone asked you, someone invited you to the party, someone invited you to the action and uh, that's a really powerful story. And that's sort of, it's as simple as that in some ways. And I know, you know, you're talking about the iResearch uh, program that you all are running in fellowship and excited to see what comes of that and what you all learned. But I wonder if you could also share with our listeners, what have you learned in this journey so far about what motivates young people to be civically engaged? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so so we've been doing this work, and and yes, Jasmine, Jasmine and I are childhood friends, and actually we were on student council together in high school as well. So different form of you know government there, but you know over the years we've we've hosted um, three fellowships. Now this is our fourth fellowship, um, the I Research Fellowship, and throughout that we've also hosted um, you know different election activations. We've done some work in twenty twenty two. We did work in uh, in six different states um, informed by the Circle Center, you know, where we basically utilized data that uh, determined where young people could have the most impact on elections. So we did work there in Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Florida. We were able to, to work with young people in those different states to run election campaigns um, around youth voting. Um, and throughout all of those fellowships, it's been and and you know those the programs that we've run, it's been really interesting learning what motivates young people and and you know how how they are motivated. And because I think we we kind of separate um, youth into a couple different um, populations. So we kind of think about you know currently engaged youth, youth who are a little bit engaged, and then youth who are not engaged at all. So I think those like, you know, really actively engaged youth, they are motivated because they understand the power that they can have in our democracy. You know, they understand they have a full understanding of um, and are super motivated to make that, you know, to kind of create that opportunity and, and fulfill that opportunity for themselves. Um, and as well as kind of use that, you know, they, they know that there's an opportunity to also get their peers involved. And, and, you know, it kind of differs, you know, when you go to the less civically engaged young people, I think these young people are motivated to, for example, vote, to protest by the issues that 
that they care about most. And that is kind of what um, I'll say is is what we focus on in terms of our communication and what we focus on when we're when we're working with the young people in our programs to think about how they can use the issues that they care about to motivate their peers to vote or to be engaged um, broadly. And then I think for the you know the young people who are not so engaged, I think it's almost a matter of of a need for for that kind of eye opening peer to peer experience where a young person you know it's a conversation between two young people where where one young person who does maybe care who is involved is able to kind of talk about the issues that they care about and talk to that young person who's not involved and kind of get them to see the possibility that of, of what being involved um, could look like and and what impact that that could actually have on their life. To really, I think, put it simply, what we have learned is it's not political parties that motivates young people to be involved. You know, over 50% of young Americans identify as independent. But really, it is the issues that they care about. And, you know, young people overwhelmingly, they care about the climate crisis, which we so um, apparently saw in New York last week. Um, we, which I'm really hoping kind of helps activate some of those folks who are not currently engaged. Um, you know, it's racial justice, it's economic justice. Uh, it's it's really kind of these issues that, that are just, you know, youth issues that affect, you know, our immediate and long-term future. Those are the things and those are the, the you know, having conversations about those issues, bonding over those issues, thinking about solutions, imagining what the world could look like if we weren't faced with those issues or how we might find solutions for those issues. That's what I would say I've uh, found to be the the thing that motivates young people the most. Thanks for sharing all of that. I think we, we see a lot of similarities in our work at Blue Future as well with uh, the issues and really young folks coming from a place of passion and, and really seeing these issues play out in their communities and their homes and their schools and things um, more and more like we talk about the climate crisis or uh, gun violence prevention and things like that. Uh, we're seeing every day we're, we're living it and we know it's our future. And I liked what you said that, you know, we really use young people's passion as a way to get other young people involved. What are some of those ways people can get involved with 18 by Vote? How does it go beyond the conversation? You know, one of the ways that um, we really encourage young people to get their friends involved with our uh, with our work is actually through our Gen Z Civic Network. Um, so we have this network um, that uh, we send out monthly newsletters with opportunities to get involved. Um, and you can sign up directly on our website, which is just 18byvote.org. You know, with this network, we not only host community events, but it's a way of kind of of getting young people to see the opportunity of what it could look like to be involved um, without having to make a commitment. Um, and so we're really excited about that and have had some some great interest in it so far. We launched it in, in January this year um, and are thinking about, you know, what does it look like to build, you know, youth civic infrastructure? So like, what does it look like to, you know, have opportunities and networks within different youth communities where you don't have to, you know, not every young person has to be continually active or continually super involved, but, you know, when there's a chance to make your voice heard or when it's a really critical time to make your voice heard, whether it's through an election, whether it's contacting an elected official, whatever it might be, that there is an infrastructure in place within communities so that young people can find out about those opportunities. And so that's a big thing that we're emphasizing with the young people that we work with, as well as the young people who are just broadly maybe interested or, or wanting to get involved in some capacity, is not only joining that network, but also um, encouraging their peers and their friends too as well. And then if they want to take the extra step and become a youth vote ambassador, um, which we have had, you know, some of some of our program participants have definitely encouraged their friends to join. Um, and, and that's been a great way of expanding our community. Awesome. Well, before we take a short break, I wonder if you can, you know, 
quickly just mention what has brought you the most joy in all of the amazing work that 18 by Vote is leading, uh, because I think that's another component of why all of us are on this podcast right now and all of us lead organizations and are committed to this fight is because there's a lot of joy in it. And sometimes that gets lost in the fact that the climate crisis was ultra real in New York City and around the East Coast last week. And, you know, our former president, Donald Trump, was indicted on 37 counts of criminal, you know, charges. It's like, you know, it's not a surprise a lot of people don't want to be involved, but can you maybe shed a light on what brings you some joy? And then we'll go to a quick break. I love that. And I think that that is so important. And it's so important for us to remember the joy that, that, um, that we experience in these spaces and the things that bring us together and the things that keep us going um, because we really need those. And they're so critically important to sustaining this work and to sustaining youth involvement. Um, personally, I would say the thing that brings me joy is, is really getting to connect with the people in within these spaces and the people who do want to, you know, who want to make change in their community or just want to be involved and want to be connected. Um, my team, like huge shout out to my team at 18 by Vote. We're a small team, but they um, really inspire me to keep going. And we have fun together. And we've we've started doing these community building circles, um, which has been an initiative led by my my team member Soul which have just been so incredible for kind of giving us the meaningful opportunity to connect about things that are, you know, maybe related to the work that we do, but not necessarily about the work that we do. So, you know, we've had conversations about mental health. We've had conversations about, um, you know, self-care and uh, or, you know, we've talked about managing your time. And even though those things sound like super related to work, <laughs> now that I'm saying them out loud, um, they really allow us to kind of connect on a personal level um, that that I found has been so rewarding um, within this space. The thing that brings me the most joy, I would say, is seeing growth within the young people that I work with. It has been so incredibly valuable to see the young people who are interested and involved, um, but not necessarily leaders at, at yet. At like you know, when they start working with us, or when I've started, when I've gotten to know them, um, and then seeing their progress in in becoming you know the person that they that they want to be, and and you know seeing the impact that they can have on their community, um, and that just has completely makes this, you know, what feels very challenging at times, a lot of the time, <laughs> uh, makes this work completely worth it and brings me a lot of joy. This is the Stride Podcast. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the Stride Podcast. One year later, the Inflation Reduction Act is making some progress on climate emissions. Today, we wanted to share that a new analysis by researchers at Princeton found that the IRA will reduce the country's greenhouse gas emissions by 41% by 2030. This bill is the biggest of its kind, promising never-before-seen investments in electric vehicles, clean energy, and other climate-saving technologies. We are excited to support this bill and continue to celebrate its wins coming up on its one-year anniversary. Thanks, everyone, for joining us again on the Stride Podcast. Today, we have Executive Director 18 by Vote, Ava Mateo, with us. Ava, thank you so much for joining us. We have really been enjoying this conversation, and we wanted to dive in a little bit more to learn about you, but also what you are thinking for the big upcoming election year in 2024. 
So would love to hear what you are thinking for your future, but really how you see that upcoming year for your organization as well. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you again so much for having me. So yeah, so for 2024, um, we are, um, well, actually just, you know, broadly um, 18 by vote, you know, we're a young organization. And right now we're really in the process of um, solidifying some signature programs. Um, so as I mentioned, we have our fellowship programs. Those are a piece of our, our signature programs. We have our youth vote ambassador program. Um, and then we also actually have a program that I didn't mention called Youth Movement Media, which is uh, something kind of similar to this podcast, but not in a podcast form, where we feature, you know, young people who are doing organizing um, and advocacy work across the country through video and um, and written pieces. Anyway, so with those signature programs, while in past election years, we've kind of shifted our programs to be entirely oriented around an election. Um, this year, instead, we're going to be scaling our Youth Vote Ambassador program, really working on, um, you know, increasing the amount of youth, youth vote ambassadors that we have, and then providing um, some compensation for them, uh, as right now the program isn't compensated, um, and really kind of scaling that to increase, you know, youth civic infrastructure across um the the states that that we work in we actually haven't solidified what what states we're going to work in in 2024 yet. So I'll keep you all posted on that. As a nonpartisan organization, the data, you know, that we use data from the Circle Center, which is amazing, and it's really critical for us determining our strategy. Um, but what I'll say is that um, really what we're thinking about is, you know, how do we as an organization um, support local youth leadership? And so we're doing that through our, you know, one of our fellowship programs um, that's our, you know, a civic leadership program um, where it's actually we're supporting young people in, in you know, the, the program that I mentioned earlier, we're supporting young people in developing leadership skills, understanding community and electoral organizing, et cetera. And so what our goal is with the, those fellows is to really pair them with organizations um, and uh, whether it's campaigns, organizations, whatever it may be, um, so that they then can kind of transition into leadership roles within those organizations. So actually thinking, you know, we've done a really, I, um, I'll, I'm very proud of uh, the the ways in which we've been able to support young people in becoming leaders and particularly compassionate, conscious, collaborative leaders. So what we're really thinking for 2024 is like, how do we increase the amount of meaningful youth leadership by really supporting young people in being empowered leaders um, within the, the youth voting space? Beyond the focusing on voter registration and education broadly, we're really excited to be to be emphasizing that that um, value of youth leadership and the important role that, that young people can play in local organizing around elections in 2024. That's awesome. And of course, as you know, as a recent participant of our leadership coaching program, if we can be of service and supporting uh, folks who are taking on more local leadership, we are always here for it. Um, and then the second part of that question was like, what's what's in your future? What do you want to do when you grow up? <laughs> the the never ending the question never ends. Um, and also thank you. I'm I'm really looking for. I'm excited to keep talking with you all about um, as you continue to expand the the peer coaching program. I really enjoyed participating in it. But yeah, for myself, I'm actually thinking. You know, in terms of 18 by vote, we are a youth. Uh, led organization, and I am about to turn 25, which is still technically a youth. <laughs> but we at 18 by Vote, we define youth by between the uh, young people between the ages of 13 and 26. And there's lots of different places that define it differently, but that's how we've chosen to define it. And so, what I'm really trying to think about is what does it look like, you know, for me as our current leader of the organization to transition leadership and think about what our next generation of leadership is going to look like. And so, that's kind of been front and center in my mind. 
mind, you know, who's going to be the, you know, the next executive director, who's going to be the next co-executive directors of 18 by Vote, and how can I, you know, support um, young people in growing in their own personal capacity and in their professional capacity to kind of, you know, come into that role. So that's been (laughs) pretty front and center for me in terms of like the immediate future. You know, down the line, I've actually been thinking I am really interested in social movements and like the ways in which um, we, you know, as organizers, as activists can learn from social movements of the past to think about creating change in the present. And so I'm kind of continually exploring that. I've been exploring it a little bit within our work with 18 by Vote. Um, But eventually, I think that I would really love to be a professor. I'm going to go back to school, I think, and maybe either whether through sociology and education or maybe just sociology, maybe even history. I'm not totally sure of the lens yet. (laughs) But eventually, I think I want to be a professor of and and kind of talk about social movements and and, uh, political and social change. That's kind of where I recently decided, like kind of thought of, of what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> That's awesome. I I think we were, we were just talking about how a lot of this work when working with young people is a form of education, whether it's, you know, training on organizing, how to reach out to other young people and things. And I really love that idea of studying the movements of our past because as we know, young people have been influential in all of those movements and really has what their work is what has enabled us to do our work today. So I love that I had a, I actually had a class this past semester, I kind of focused on that in my program. So maybe I'll have to share the syllabus with you or something. I'd love that. Yeah, but uh, kind of going, going off that, we know that this work can be stressful at times and overwhelming. I think, you know, when you pour your entire passion and heart into the work, it can be heavy. And so what are some ways that you like to rest and recharge and really take care of yourself? I joined a yoga studio recently, which was has been amazing and has really encouraged me to be present and to take time for myself. And, you know, it's like a, it's like a 15 minute it's 15 minutes away from my apartment. And so I kind of have to take a little bit of time to get there, which um, allows me to kind of decompress from the day and take some time away from work, which has been a really, you know, critical uh, transition from, from you know, being in the, the Zoom and the Slack space uh, to being um, on a yoga mat. And so I think that's been something that's honestly been super critical for me because I, it's not only focused me, <laughs> it's made me, uh, you know, take time away from my phone and take time away from my computer very intentionally in a way that I think is very difficult to do otherwise, particularly because uh, my team is across different time zones. And so, you know, while my work hours might be, you know, 10 to 6 or 9 to 5 or whatever it might be. It's I work with people on the West Coast who are working until 8 p.m. my time. So, you know, taking that deliberate time away has been really helpful. I'll say something also, and I would say definitely inspired by the the peer coaching, uh, the peer to peer coaching program that I've been doing with you all is um, that I just did with you all is finding coaches and mentors within this space. And even though you know it might feel kind of you know. Com- may not seem like the thing to do is to to give yourself more meetings. (laughs) Uh, What I'll say is that I've been finding a few different mentors and coaches and taking the time to speak with them and and to just talk about, you know, the issues that I've been facing or the exciting things that have been happening. And, you know, just having kind of some camaraderie in this um, position of leadership um, has been really helpful in helping me let go and rest and recharge. That's beautiful. And we, of course, love hearing the impact that uh, the coaching program had on you and excited to be able to continue to bring that sort of ethos and 
culture to other young leaders because I do think it's what's going to keep us engaged for the long haul, whether it be as a professor or uh, as an activist or as a yoga practitioner. Uh, we know and have some friends who are very heavily involved in bringing wellness to the activist movements uh, and vice versa. So thanks for sharing all of that. Uh, just a couple uh, last questions here, Ava. I wonder if you can share with us what organizing means to you. Yes. I think organizing to me is about connection and change. So thinking about, you know, what does it look like to connect with the people who, you know, are going to help you either create change, who are going to gather with you, who are going to support issues that you care about or that they care about. But then I think it's about, you know, that connection, drawing that connection to change. So, you know, you can gather about, gather about an issue, um, but really by taking that step of, of change, of moving that connection to change um, is really what organizing is about. That's what I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of leads into our next question as well is, you know, how how can we, you know, change change the world? And one question we really like to ask folks is, what would the world look like if it were truly free? What a question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I it's so hard to imagine what the full world would look like if it was truly free because we just live in such a complex society with so much oppression and political corruption and and all of that, which is not going in the direction of kind of where this question is meant to be. But I think that I would imagine that the world is truly free if if people are not, you know, are able to live the lives that they want to live and, you know, pursue their dreams. And something I've been talking about a lot is like the idea of bringing back a renaissance. And, you know, what does it look like to to have a, I think, I think that, you know, if the world were truly free, we might have a system of renaissance um, where, you know, people who are driven to, you know, people who are motivated by the capitalist system can engage in the capitalist system. But those who are, you know, motivated by the, um, you know, by creativity or by self-expression can really have the financial and, you know, the the ability, I'm not even going to say financial because I don't think it's about that, but the ability to pursue um, a life in that capacity um, and, uh, and, you know, the idea, ideal situation for that would be that someone could do that regardless of their racial identity, their gender identity, their ethnic identity, their religious identity, um, and, uh, and have not even have to worry about economic status. <laughs> I think that that's, that's the key. Thanks so much, Ava, for that answer. We're, we're definitely building towards that world uh, day by day within our, with our work and especially the work at 18 by Vote. For all of our listeners, can you just share with us the website again for 18 by Vote and the social media so folks can get involved if they'd like? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you both so much for having me. It's been so such a pleasure to be speaking with you both today. Yes, yeah, so you can check our website out at uh, 18byvote.org and you, you can check us out on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, Facebook, if you use that, at just 18 by vote. So no spaces, no dots, just uh, the the number 18, B-Y-V-O-T-E. Ava, we thank you so much for all of the incredible work that you're leading and your partnership and your friendship. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and speak with us on, on the Stripe podcast here. Hope you all have a wonderful day uh, wherever you are. Um, and we'll We'll be back on the Stride Podcast uh, in a couple weeks. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Stride Podcast today. 
We would like to thank Eli Silverman Lloyd for the music for our podcast. And our podcast is produced in-house by the Blue Feature team. If you are interested in joining a future episode or learning more about our work, please send us an email at hello at ourbluefuture.us. We'll see you next time. Thank you.